Welcome to Family Business Today, where we feature prominent local and national family business owners. We also talk to top family business experts to discuss relevant topics, including communications, business culture, family relationships, succession and estate planning, values, as well as conflict resolution. Brought to you by the Tennessee Center for Family Business, I'm your host, Greg Lewis. Our guest today is Dr. Jake Avila, Associate Professor of Construction Management at Middle Tennessee State University. Dr. Avila spent 17 years working in his family's construction company in Southern California, specializing in disaster restoration and government contract. On today's podcast, we'll be talking about developing healthy family relationships, a vital component to family business success. Well, hello, Dr. Avila. Thank you for joining Uh-oh. us on Family Business today to talk about developing healthy family relationships. Tell us a little bit about your personal story of working in your family business. Absolutely. Uh, well, thank you for having me. I'm I'm, I'm excited to be here and, and uh, to be having this, this conversation with you. Good. Um, so a, a little bit about my background uh, in family business. Uh, I think when it started, we didn't really associate it as being a family business. It was it was more like the exciting journey of my parents um, moving us to a new city. Um, I was born in, in um, raised in San Bernardino, California, and and when I was about eight or nine years old, my parents um, decided that we were going to move to Riverside, which was probably about twenty thirty miles away. And, uh, and with that move, we were going to be starting a, a family construction business. And, and so my, my, my parents were going to start the construction business. And so for me, it was just it was growing up, experiencing that, being a part of that transition. Uh, it was actually started in the downstairs bedroom of our house in Riverside. And so, uh, you know, I was there watching the the op- you know, the office operations go on Um Watching my dad write construction estimates, um, it was it was just uh, it was exciting to see him you know, hire his first few employees and have people there in the office, and then to see him grow out of that into an actual office building, uh, which was in Riverside as well. And so, just working in in, in that uh, growing up, you know, my dad probably when I was ten years old. Uh, you know, he gave me a, a magnet and told me to walk around job sites and pick up nails and screws and, you know, scrap metal and things like that. And then uh, as I got older, he gave me a hammer and then and then a saw. And then, you know, as I got older, this, the, the tools got more and more dangerous. Um, <laughs> but, you know, a huge part of that was just me learning elements of the trade, you know, elements of, of the construction work that we did. And, uh, and, and I really, I mean, looking back on that, I'm, I'm just so grateful for that because, um, I, I think my dad really leveraged that, uh, to teach all of us. I'm, I'm the oldest of five and, and I think we all learn a lot about just having a strong work ethic and, um, and what it means to make a valuable contribution and, and just being, um, good stewards of resources and, um, uh, through that experience. And so... So I'm so I'm grateful for that, uh, and it was also just wonderful to um, work side by side uh, with with both my parents. And uh, technically, we still all work together, even though I'm, they're in California and, and uh, I'm here in Tennessee. 
Um, but, um, you know, so there was, uh, there was, there was that element of, of learning, uh, about the business. Um, the area of construction that the business focused on was a uh, disaster restoration and they're still in that niche. And so, uh, we go in after fires, floods, uh, trees falling on buildings, cars driving into them. And we would provide uh, emergency and then uh, reconstruction services. And so uh, me, my brothers and I, we would spend uh, vacations, you know, summer breaks, all of that uh, going with my dad. And we board up houses and uh, after fires and, and, you know, we got to experience the whole um, the, the feel of, of just that nature of work of, of being on call and having to deploy and, and helping meet uh, other uh, just the needs of people that, that have experienced some type of disaster and so um, so that was just another great part of, of our upbringing and, and the family business and then over time uh, my parents and then as, as we kids got older uh, we started looking at doing other things and so as we got older we uh, actually started a, a Mexican restaurant um, that was actually mostly driven by my mom and my grandmother. They had talked for years about having a, a Mexican restaurant in town. And so they started a, a restaurant called the Tamale Factory. Hmm. Uh, and it was something that, you know, we all kind of had a, a part in, in working in and, and, and just being a part of that. That was in 19. The construction company started in 1990. Uh, and then the restaurant was in uh, 1997. And then... Um, you know, throughout the years, there's been other things that we've dabbled in as a family, everything from flipping properties to, um, you know, other uh, commercial real estate investments and things like that. So um, that's kind of what the upbringing was like and, and what it was like coming up through the family business. Oh, that's neat. That's neat. And so uh, like most of our listeners, uh, as as children, we all started off uh, uh, doing the uh, the uh, Free, free labor, I suppose you might call it, in the family business. Uh, uh, <laughs> was there ever that time where it came? What, what, was, what was it that created that uh, time where you said, you know, I want to be involved um, as a profession in the family business? Or was it just something that just happened? Or, or did Dad say, um, Jake, I want you to be involved in the family business? Uh, before we get into the topic today, could you just uh, respond to that a little bit? Sure, sure. So it it really started right about the time I was graduating high school, and um, my brother Aaron and I we, we started working more in the in the family business, and uh, we're not too far apart. We're about seventeen months apart, um, and uh, so that's when we really started working in the business. Uh, I guess you could say on, on more of a full time basis. Um, and uh, when I got when I finished my undergraduate degree, I think it, it escalated from there as well. So going through college, it was, it was, uh, you know, helping out in the office, answering phones, helping with construction estimates, going out in the field and doing work, whether it was demolition or framing or helping to dry out a house. Um, that, that was kind of the, the nature of the work that we were doing. And then when I finished college, my role started a transition. So I got into, um, more than nitty gritty details of, of estimating construction projects, project management, and and then it was about that time where we also we just started to grow as a business, and so um, we uh, 
started you know hiring more people and 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 really started to see the need for developing policies and you know standard operating procedures and and um, and the business just it started to just really flourish and um, in in a different way right so it was um, and and that's going on till even through today you know I'm out of the day-to-day operations of the business. Um, my dad and my brother are still in the day-to-day running it, and they're still growing it. And, and so it's just it's been great to see all of that happening, and, and it's it's um, it's actually doing really well. Okay. Well, thank you, Jake. I appreciate you sharing that. You know, uh, 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 but not only being involved uh, in a family business, you also come from the uh, educational. Uh, side of it, being an associate professor of construction management at Middle Tennessee State University. Uh, you've done some extensive research on healthy family relationships and family business. So how do you define what a healthy family relationship is? Right. So when, when we look at healthy family relationships, it's, it's, I think it's important to look at what, what characterizes a healthy uh, relationship, right? Because if, mm-hmm. if you look at the conflict, there's always going to be conflict, um, and, and conflict isn't always a bad thing, right? Sure. A lot of the times, it, 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 you have to look at how the conflict, what it stems from, right? But then also, mm-hmm. how is it being managed, right? So for two family members to fight, well, fighting isn't necessarily a bad thing. It's, you know, are, are we, are we going to go about this in a way that's fair and respectful, and, and, and try to resolve, you know, whatever issues or challenges that are in front of us in, in a healthy way, or is it going to be this, um, um, this, uh, you know, or is this, or is there this dynamic where it's this dysfunctional, almost destructive or, or toxic type of engagement? Mm-hmm. And so, um, so when we look at healthy family relationships and healthy families, it, it's it's taking the approach where how how can we solve this? You know, whatever again, whatever challenges in front of us, in a way that that's productive, um, and and that can take all kinds of different shapes and forms, and and as you know, there's there's all kinds of challenges that come up, and and it's not always interpersonal challenges. Sometimes it's decisions related to, you know, hey, we we had a really good year this year, and um, you know, we want to invest in the business, um, and. You know, coming to an agreement on, on what are we going to invest in for this next year? Is it going to be new equipment? Is it going to be a new building? Is it going to be, uh, you know, how are we going to allocate, you know, some of the profits? Is some of it going to go back into employee bonuses? And so it's not always, again, conflict in the sense of interpersonal conflict. Sometimes it could just come stem from disagreements on, on making those types of decisions. Mm-hmm. And so, uh, so, you know, I tend to look at when looking at healthy family relationships, um, you know, looking at just some of those characteristics. So how is conflict managed? What's the, um, the level of trust amongst family members? So if you look at just meaningful relationships in general, but especially amongst family members, a foundational component to any meaningful relationship is trust. So what's that trust like amongst the family members? How cohesive are they? Um, and not that that's the this you know the secret ingredient for success or anything like that, but it, it does make the day to day all the more worthwhile, and and it does um, I think uh, help foster this this culture this environment that, that the family relationships are important, and and um, so those are some things that I 
okay. kind of have in mind when I'm looking or thinking about healthy family relationships. Okay. Thank you, Jake. Uh, um, so you've already talked about trust and, and different things there, but uh, some of our listeners uh, may be a business owner, may have children in the business, but um, and, and they may hear this thing about conflict. Well, we have conflict in our business, but what are some of the areas where family relationship conflicts occurs? Uh, you've mentioned money, but uh, what 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 are some of those areas that maybe a, a family business owner should be watching out for uh, as far as conflict is concerned? Sure. Well, uh, yeah. So yeah, we, we uh, we've looked at a few. There's it's it's interesting because um, there's so many. Let me think here for a second. Um, you know, I I think sometimes conflict that can come up among siblings, and uh, just looking at even you know with one of the articles um, that that we did a couple of years ago, I was looking at the idea of succession planning. And, and sometimes conflict can stem from just those conversations, right? So maybe, uh, maybe there's multiple, um, you know, maybe there, there's multiple siblings that, that want to take over the business through the, the next generational transition. And, and so there can be conflict that stems from that. Um, and, and so, you know, ha- looking at how can you work through some of those challenges? How can you make sure that, um, everybody is having um, developmental opportunities, but then also that everyone understands um, the, the rules or, or um, how that decision is going to be made, right? So how is that next successor going to be identified? How are they going to be developed? Mm-hmm. And what are some objective criteria for choosing whoever that successor is going to be? Mm-hmm. Okay. Thank you. Thank you, Jake. Well, you know, you hit on an area, succession, uh, um in talking to family businesses, uh, um, I generally hear an awful lot of discussions about uh, conflict amongst the next generation. And I think the big area of conflict many times comes between those children who are working in the business and those children who are not working in the business. And I hear this thing about treating uh, uh, children fairly and treating children equally. Uh, how do, how do you manage the, that uh, treating of, of family uh, members, children who are not in the business versus those that are in the business? Right. So, um, yeah, and, and I think there's a, a couple ways we can look at that. I mean, if we were to look at it strictly from a like a compensation standpoint or an equity standpoint. Sure. Uh, you know, I, I think every family can arrive at, at a, a different decision as to how compensation is going to be handled or, you know, profit sharing or ownership or, and, and, and things like that. Uh, I, I think one of the most important things when examining that, though, is, um, is, is looking at how those decisions are made. So who's, who's being brought into that conversation? Uh, who has a say in, in how that's being dealt with? Um, and, and, and that can be a real challenge, right? And, and, mm-hmm. and so, um, but I think one of the most important things is just making sure that the people that are going to be impacted by it do have an opportunity to express their opinions, uh, share concerns, things like that, and that um, it, it, it's um, 
the governance mechanism is clear in terms of you know how those decisions are going to be made because that that really can be a very difficult thing uh, to navigate when you um, think about mm-hmm. and profit sharing and and, and those components and, and how members are, are compensated uh, based on their involvement you know if, if you have one sibling who's working in the day-to-day operations of the business and that person's working really hard and someone else that's a part of the family is getting compensated as well, but, you know, they're not working in the business, uh, you know, should they be compensated differently and, and, and looking at those things? And again, there's there's uh, just a whole variety uh, or just a lot of places where the families can land on that decision, but it's just understanding where people stand and, and um, uh, making sure that there's... Uh, a clear process for how they're going to go about arriving at whatever their decision is. Mm-hmm. Well, I think what you're you say, you're saying there is is it really is the family business owner at the end of the day can ultimately uh, make a uh, the final decision. But the important thing is he does listen to all the parties involved and what their concerns are, and then addresses those as a part of the decision making process. So yeah, that's 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 great. So. You mentioned a little bit about it. So uh, what are some steps that families can take who are seeking healthier family relationships? You mentioned communications already. Uh, uh, from your experience, were you all involved in any kind of a family council or uh, family meetings? or uh, how, did, how, how did communications go for you guys and your business? Right. Well, the way that that, that came about for us was, was – um, it was really unique, and it was part of a. It was a special experience for us because I, I think I might have shared um, early on in, in our talk. You know, the idea of uh, being a family business really wasn't on our radar for a long time. I think you just kind of get in the groove of, of doing the work, running the business, um, hiring employees, and and you know, making sure that the day to day operations are running well, taking care of your insurances, payroll, accounts receivable, you know, all these different so for us it was just, hey, we just showed up to work and we just did. And so um it was it was an amazing moment for us to take a step back and think, okay, wait, well we're a family business and and that's a unique thing, right? That that in in yeah. uh and so we had this aha moment when a good friend of ours, uh, his name's uh, Dr. Keenan Alderson, and he was a, a professor at a Christian college where we were in, in Riverside, uh, still is, and he was writing his dissertation on family-owned businesses. And so we were identified as a family in the community. We ended up meeting with him, and uh, he asked if we could be a part of his dissertation research. And so... It was through this interaction with uh, Dr. Alderson where we, um, I really was first introduced to the literature on family business. And, and I, I mean, I jumped in with both feet. I bought every book <laughs> that I could find, think of, that anyone would recommend. Uh, you know, Joe Astrakhan, Craig Aronoff, John Ward. And just, I devoured all the literature that these guys um, had, had written. And it was, it was amazing for us to... to to kind of experience that together, we started sharing books, and and, um, and as a family, we would commit to, to reading certain chapters and just kind of exploring that material together. And um, and so, 
Yeah, I mean, that that was just, it was powerful because it helped us make sense of so many things that we were experiencing. You know, like, like I was sharing, you get into the day-to-day and you experience conflict or disagreements and things like that, and then you're having Thanksgiving dinner together. And, uh, and you get together as a family and you find that, you know, you're hanging out as a family, but then you start talking about business. And, and so just being more aware of that dynamic, I think, uh, really helped us be more deliberate and intentional in identifying where we might be getting off track. You know, so if we're hanging out as a family, um, you know, just kind of checking each other and, you know, should we be talking about this right now or should we just be enjoying this moment? And, um, you know, and, and that, and that kind of gets blurred sometimes because, you know, you, you get so passionate about the business that sometimes the best conversations you have are, sitting over the dinner table and just kind of hashing things out as a family. And so, um, so that, that's by no means as a family, have we perfected that? Um, I mean, that's something we're, we're still navigating and at times very clumsy. Um, but you know, like, like I said, it's just, um, being aware of it. It's just, it was very empowering for us. And, um, and, and then through that, uh, and just, having more conversations with, with Dr. Alderson over the years, we developed bylaws, a family constitution. We put together a governance mechanism that would help us just make decisions for the family business. And, and, uh, and, and like I said, every family is going to be different, um, in terms of how they go about making those decisions. I mean, ultimately my, my dad was the one who would have ultimate veto power. So Mm -hmm. it didn't matter. You know, so he, he would always hear and and and, um, and um, was always open to different thoughts and opinions and perspectives. Um, you know, and, and certainly we would vote on certain things, but depending on how my dad would feel about certain decisions, I mean, ultimately um, the the decision was his. But um, he, he definitely did uh, or has done an amazing job of, of bringing all the family members that are involved into into decisions. And so, uh, and I, have just, I've learned a lot just watching my dad navigate that because mm. he's, he's done so in a way that, um, that I, I really respect and, and, um, and I just, I commend him for because, um, I realized that not everyone's had the opportunities that I've had to, um, to kind of see and experience that. No, that's so. great. Thank, thanks Jake for sh- uh, sharing that. So, um, um, so, you know, I heard you say that we all, we all throw in, I hear that often, family business, well, whatever needs to be done, we get it done. But t- tell a little bit about what, what is the importance for healthy family relationships about having a, a company, having clear goals, and then also uh, clear job responsibilities for each member of the family and the business. Right. So I think goals come into play and, and tie in heavily with the values. So what is it that we're working towards as a business? What is it that's important to the family? And and, and being able to compartmentalize the two, it, uh, I'm going to talk from personal experience. I'm sorry if I'm drawing too much from some of my personal no, experience. No, that's, that's awesome. Thank you very much, Jake. That's <laughs> That's our best best information. <laughs> I'm, wearing, I'm trying to wear two hats right now. I'm uh, the academic, but then also it, it, you know, I'm also very emotionally tied to uh, 
just based on my experience. Sure. Thanks. Um, so, um, yeah, just a moment of, of candor right there. Um, but, uh, so I think for, for us, it was looking at, you know, what's important in the business, what's important to the family, and then realizing that, you know, even when possible, you want to reconcile the two, but that's not always possible. Um, and then ultimately knowing that for us as a family, I mean, the, the family always took priority. And, and, and it, it didn't matter, you know, what, what came up, but I mean, it, um, it was, and when I say the, the family was always a priority, I'm, I'm not talking in a monetary sense. I'm talking from, mm-hmm. from a relational standpoint. It, sure. It's always, for us, it was always more important to make sure that maintaining healthy relationships was, I mean, of utmost, I mean, that was, that was paramount to all. Um, because you could have a, a healthy, successful, thriving business from a financial standpoint and then, um, you know, and then have relationships just in shambles and then, and then take a step back and, you know, just, we didn't want to be in a place where we would take a step back and just wonder what, what happened. And so, and I'm not saying that one has to, ha- you know, ha- has to thrive at the expense of the other. It's not a zero sum game like that. I think both can do really well. Um, but at, at the end of the day, it was, it was important for us to arrive at that and just knowing and understanding that ultimately our, our, our family relationships, I mean, those are going to be what, what remain intact, regardless of what happens with the business. And, um, and so, um, I, I don't, is that, is that getting to, Oh, you're doing great. Else? You're doing great. Okay. Thank you. Thank you. So, um, so you're talking about a correlation there. Of course, of course, uh, there's data out there that says most family-owned companies uh, do not survive beyond, beyond the first generation. Uh, actually, only 30% survive the first generation transition, and even less, even beyond that. So uh, it seems that there really is a strong correlation between family business success and ha- healthy family relationships. So your thoughts on that? Sure. Well, when we look at um, – so there have been studies that have, um, have, have examined this, and, and one of the things that they found is that families that have healthy relationships tend to do better in business. So they tend to be more profitable. They tend to um, make better decisions. They tend to um, do a better job of thinking long term. Uh, and, and so, and those are all advantages. Um, it doesn't mean that if some, if a family has healthy relationships that they're automatically going to be successful in business. I mean, those are, those are still two separate things. Um, but what we do know from these studies is that families that are healthier just are better equipped to make better decisions. They're better equipped, um, for dealing with adversity um, and, and, and families who lack that, it, it, it's even the more worthwhile their investment to, to invest in that because um, they tend to just not do as well. And, and, um, and there's a lot of reasons for that. I mean, it, it, there, there's probably um, many examples out there that, that we could look at to where, you know, conflict leads to litigation and, and, and so many other things that, that can happen, even amongst family members. And, and one that's just destructive to the family, but then it's also destructive to the business as well. Right. It's usually the conflict. Uh, it's enough conflict where family and business uh, inter- interchange. But when uh, wealth uh, connects with those two, 
Uh, it's usually when you have a lot of conflict and then that litigation, things goes on if you don't deal with the healthy relationships from the beginning. But thanks for sharing that. Well, you mentioned earlier that you that you read a lot and your family's a, uh, would you maybe have a, a book or two that you might recommend to our listeners uh, 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 to read about uh, family relationships or anything else as far as family business is concerned? Right, absolutely. I, I think... Uh uh, Ernesto Poza wrote a, a book, and, and it's more of a textbook style book um, called Family Business, and uh, that that's just that's a, a just a fantastic resource. Um, that he has great stats in there. Um, he, he, he defines a lot of concepts, a lot of um, components or elements of, of family business. So there, there's a lot of academic literature in there that and, and resources that he refers to as well. Uh, and then there's also a lot of uh, literature that, that he refers to that's more on the the applied side, um, less academic, more anecdotal, but I mean still just as valuable nonetheless. And so um, that's a great resource. I would read anything by uh, oh gosh, I mean there's so many authors out there. Um, John Ward, uh, he's mm-hmm. of uh, Illinois and um, at Northwestern. There's he has everything from academic articles to to books and uh, just I think highly of uh, I mean anything of his that I've read I've just I've, I've thoroughly enjoyed. Um, uh, Torsten Pieper is um, out of uh, Kennesaw State University. He's done a lot on family business cohesion. Mm-hmm. Uh, and that's just uh, it's a framework that he developed out of his dissertation research that just looks at the nature of um, of family relationships and, and cohesion being uh, what draws certain uh, what draws family members to the family business and, and so he has this quadrant that he uses to explain all these different factors or components that um, bond people to the family but then also to the business and so um, that's another uh, just a, a great resource as well okay thank you very much thank you so uh, uh, you mentioned earlier on about uh, talk around the dinner table. Uh, just real quickly, uh, 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 when y'all are together as a family on, on, for Sunday dinner, uh, are, are your conversations uh, more towards the business or is it more towards the, the children, grandchildren, uh, 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 and, and who leads that conversation? Is it your mother or your father or what? <laughs> right. Well, I, I, we've definitely transitioned to a season where it, it's it's more about the grandkids, and and uh, so when we get together, uh, they they want to know everything about the grandkids, um, and and so that's where a lot of the conversation, everything from little league to, I mean, music lessons, you know, any, anything that's going on that involves the grandkids. I mean, that that's that's what they're about when we're all together. Uh, one of the things that we've done to uh, kind of, I think, uh, deal with our appetite for the the business side of the conversations, we have we have family business meetings, and so those are meetings where we get together. Now it's um, we certainly do it when we're in person, uh, but it's time that we specifically carve out to talk about the family businesses and and uh, and the future of them, the, the you know current status and, and all those different factors. And so we have a structure for those meetings that we go through and, and, um, 
and those are led by my dad. So my dad um, is really the one that, that drives all of that, and, and is the, uh, he's the leader of the pack. Very good. Very good. Well, Jake, thank you so much for uh, joining us today for uh, Family Business Today. You certainly brought some great insight, both from the uh, uh, educational side, but also from your experiences in your family business. And we really appreciate your being with us today. I hope that you'll be back uh, with us again one day uh, so that we can talk about uh, other things that has to do with uh, family business. I'd love that. Thank you so much. Thanks for having me. Our guest today has been Dr. Jake Avila, Associate Professor of Construction Management at Middle Tennessee State University. Dr. Avila spent 17 years working in his family construction company in Southern California, specializing in disaster restoration and government contracting. To our listeners, thank you for joining us for the Family Business Today podcast, brought to you by the Tennessee Center for Family Business located in Nashville, Tennessee. Our passion is to help one family at a time deal with the unique challenges of working together in a family business and planning for a successful transition. As a special gift for joining us for today's edition of Family Business Today, we would like to send you a free copy of 80 questions every family business owner should answer. This assessment tool will help you to identify your business and family's strengths and weaknesses, establish your priorities, work on your business rather than in your business. So send us an email today to info at tncfb.com and simply say 80 questions. Until next time, thanks for joining us. 